Now, moving on to an area of concern in your own brief, uh, Neil Richmond, the ongoing and serious problem of shoplifting and antisocial behaviour, both in and outside the shops. That's something that I know has been raised with you on a number of occasions since you've taken up your current role. And by all accounts, at least according to retailers, it doesn't seem to be getting better. We're going to go to Tara Buckley now. She's Director General of RG Data, the representative association for 4,000 family-owned shops and supermarkets around the country. Good afternoon, Tara. Good afternoon, Colin. Can you describe for us in typical terms what you're hearing from your members about what's been stolen from shops and the level (coughs) of attacks being carried out on staff? Well, unfortunately for my members, this is a daily occurrence in their stores. So these stores are community stores, smaller shops, forecourt stores, supermarkets all around the country. And they're dealing with um, shoplifting, theft, fraud on a daily basis. And one of their biggest concerns, I suppose, is that the, the incidents are getting more aggressive, more violent. Um, the people that they have to deal with, um, the, the age range, we're looking at very young offenders and then older offenders, repeat offenders and um, racist, um, sexist behaviour, spitting, uh, attacking with weapons or if they confront somebody, say, for example, um, excuse me, have you paid for that coffee? They may get the coffee thrown in their face. Um, um, asking young young people if they've paid for the can, they s- smash the can against the front of the the, the shop or throw it at the staff. And do you have any statistics on the number of these incidents and how you know if they have progressed from a particular base up to the height that has caused concern for you now? They are at the highest level they have ever been, and that is the statistics come from an Orgy Data's own crime survey statistics that over 400 members uh, responded to and 98% had incidents in their stores um, to report. Um, Then the Garda themselves, their own statistics have shown an increase and the highest levels and the highest costs of the goods involved uh, since pre-COVID times. So this is these are the highest levels they've ever encountered. And we also see CSO statistics backing up all of this and showing all that right, this so is you, out you of control. 4,000 members, you say 98% of them have reported incidents like these. With what frequency? Daily? Weekly? Too many to Unfortunately, count? Unfortunately, Colm, daily. You know, for an awful lot of our members, this is a daily issue in their stores. It creates huge stress for the owners and their staff and their customers. And is it is it is it causing an issue with staff retention? Are people moving to other sectors or are staff simply hanging on working in these shops and having to put up with this? For some staff, it, it is an issue. And we do have members where staff have said we can't I can't do this job anymore. Our members have had to do an awful lot of work to try and ensure that they, uh, they, their staff are safe. So they've invested in security systems, um, panic buttons. Um, um, they, the, the managers wear panic buttons. Um, they have links directly to the local guard station. Um, Has it had any knock-on effects with regard to insurance in shops or staff taking personal injury claims? And has it has it had a knock-on effect apart from you know the cost of the security measures themselves? Is it having an insurance cost? It has an insurance cost, and and, and there's no doubt about it. Like for for a lot of our members, you're looking at seventy or eighty thousand a year is what they reckon it's costing in terms of uh, dealing with retail theft. And what was the catalyst here? Because there was a, a certainly anecdotal evidence that people were becoming more emboldened during COVID when the streets were relatively empty, that they could act with impunity, particularly gangs of younger people. Now, is that borne out by your experience or 
is is it more widespread than that or was it a kind of you know a, a more gradual and incremental uptick no it wasn't it, it hasn't been gradual or incremental it it, it actually has exploded. It's a pandemic of, of retail crime is what it was described at, at a recent meeting that the, the minister was at. And there's no doubt about it that it's right across the board, not just uh, convenience and grocery. And that we're dealing with a, a, a young group of young offenders who are getting increasingly violent and aggressive, feel that there's no, there's, you can't touch them, you can't come after me, you know, so that they, they're, they're more aggressive and more brazen um, we believe that this needs to be tackled. Well, you want to meet the Justice Minister on this. So what concrete measures are your members looking for that would solve or at least mitigate this? Well, we, first of all, our members would would have a huge amount of sympathy for the guards because we have to deal with the same people that the guards have to deal with. We're very frustrated with the courts. Only 25% of the cases get prosecuted and convicted. Then very few. We, we, we are your members taking? Are your members seeking to prosecute all complaints of assaults taken against them? They, our members report all that we advise them, and they do report all of the the cases. They find that the the time and effort that goes in to to bring somebody to court, and then they're back out on the street, back in the shop, robbing it again later the day, laughing in the face of the staff and the owner. Right. So it's an extremely frustrating so process. If you could if you could give us your top priority for what you think would, would be a solution to this, what would it be, briefly? Well, we think there needs to be a cross-departmental uh, group put together to look at this youth crime, this feral youth. And that needs to include education, social welfare, enterprise and justice. And we need to come up with a way of tackling this. It's it's out of control and it needs to be nipped in the bud. We need to have zero tolerance tolerance of this type of crime. Then we would say we need more prison spaces and we need, need more custodial sentences for repeat offenders. All right. All right. Uh, Tara Buckley of RG Data, Director of RG Data, thanks very much uh, for joining us. Neil Richmond, Minister of State, who's over the area of retail. Um, RG Data, I think, I've, I've met with you before and retailers' representatives have, have met with you and indeed written to you on this. She's made a call for a cross-departmental group and a number of other measures. Will you be taking her up on any of them or what's your alternative solution? So I met with um, just Mr. Helen McEntee on Thursday following the meeting of the Retail Forum where this was half the meeting um, a fortnight ago and we are absolutely open to a cross-departmental group. Right. Um, that's definitely something that can be looked at. But more prison um, places to deal with what Tara Buckley has characterised as feral youth. Is there is is there a more nuanced response to deal with the causes of that rather than incarcerating people for you know, yeah, the, the, long periods of time. There is multiple responses. There will be, over the next couple of years, 600 new prison places put together. We're seeing times in the courts go down now with the appointment of new judges and new services. However, that's only part of it. What we need to see is that continuing investment okay. uh, early on, particularly in communities who are disadvantaged, right, very, and that's education. Okay, so sport. very briefly, we have about two minutes left. A minute to you and a minute to you, uh, Verona Murphy. A minute to you, Roshan Shortall okay, it, first. It's exceptionally difficult for, for uh, shopkeepers and their staff. Uh, I think there is certainly in the Dublin area, there is a kind of threatening atmosphere developing around town. Um, part of that, you know, we've talked about this before, part of it is in relation to inadequate numbers of Gardaí, but also just the, the level of dereliction and neglect of the city centre. And a situation like that, you know, facilitates crime to happen. If there were people living in the city centre, you know, it would be much more vibrant and you wouldn't have this level of crime. But I would also say that, you know, talking about additional 
prison places right. for for children who and, and I do believe there's a need for a strategy for, for youth crime okay. or for people who've got you addiction problems. Ver- Verona Murphy. But I think this certainly the there is a lack of policing and that's based on numbers. I mean, 30 years ago, I was looking at statistics. We had 54 drugs offences 30 years ago. <coughs> I'm not even I couldn't get a figure to show what we have today, but we have the same levels of policing and there hasn't been a root and branch review to dictate what we really should have. We may were below European average. Wexford is the Commission is on fourth. Future Policing, Verona. That's what that did. It, that's we haven't acted on the report. Right. I mean, it's backwards. Okay. We're going, Neil. All right. Okay. That's all we have time for today.